Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back. To the show that never ends We're so glad you could attend Come inside, come inside Come inside The show's about to start Guaranteed to build your head apart Now, the Andy Everett Show On Ticket 760 all right. Good afternoon, everyone. It's 5.09 as we get going on the Andy Everett Show for this Thursday. It is Masters Thursday, and we have a star-studded leaderboard with a lot of players going really, really low. We'll dive into all of that. Coming up at 6.30 today, we'll visit with Art Strickland from Sports Illustrated, who always gets to go to the Masters and does not have enough pull yet to get me in. So we're still working on that. Hopefully someday uh, this show will originate from there, but... That's going to be at least another year or however long it takes before those with the green jackets anoint my presence in their backyard. So we'll discuss that coming up in a little while. We've got more baseball pitch clock news to get to and some baseball stuff in general. The Spurs are at the Moody Center tonight for the first of two games in Austin to finish up the 2023 uh, season and get ready for the draft and get ready for hopefully Victor Wimbiyama in a Spurs uniform down the road. We've got some NFL news to get to. I can't believe what Tyreek Hill says, and uh, that's part of the quiet quitting segment that has been part of what Mike and, uh, and Sam have talked about on their show for a little while, and I've got a take or ten on that to get to today. But before I get all this started, um, I guess I, 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 I hate getting old. I don't feel old. Except my body does. I'm right there with you, know, you Andy. I, I in in 2012, a Monday morning, I woke up and my uh, right knee or my let's see, my left knee was throbbing. I didn't do anything. I didn't. I played golf the day before. There was nothing, and all of a sudden, I've got a torn meniscus. I didn't do anything to get a torn meniscus. And then in 2016. I was in a, in a hotel in a, in a Virginia. For, we were playing Old Dominion. It was in February. And I woke up about 3 o'clock in the morning, go to the bathroom, and I almost fell out of bed because the other knee was hurting. And I woke up today and the left knee's back hurting again. Oh, It's Bubba. not hurting. It's just tight. Yeah. It's just like it's locked. It's not locked, but it's just like it's and it's swollen too. And I don't know what I did. Maybe it's just this cold front that's moved in. I can't. No, don't even tell me that my knees are going to determine what the weather is. I mean, that's <laughs> what they've always said, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. And listen, I don't care if I have to walk around Scotland in crutches. That's fifty days away from forty nine. Forty nine. Forty nine from. Well, it's, it's seven weeks from tomorrow. So uh, I, I'm. I'm going to. Tape it up and stick a needle in it. And let's go. But uh, 
Well, it's just I'm just in here swinging my knee back and forth all day today to keep it loose. Yeah, you'll. I would assume you'd amputate that thing if it. Well, I can't walk on that. I I can't walk if I do that. You could go the full Oscar Pistorius (laughs) route. Anything short of that is uh, is in the cards. And anyway, uh, I was. uh, I did my workout today. I did my stretching and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. It's it's all tight. It was not tight yesterday. Now it's tight today. I don't know why. Well, you got 49 days to figure it out. Well, some doctor's going to have to come. Maybe I need to go see Doc Garrett or something like that and let him push and prod on it some. It can't certainly can't hurt. No, absolutely not. All right, uh, we got to get to tell you what's going on with the mas- up with the Masters. I want to throw in a few things else with uh, Sam here in a little while on this quiet quitting thing because this has become a, a topic that has now taken more than two days for Mike's show to discuss. And I, I don't 100% disagree with what you and Mike were talking about a few minutes ago, but it's different for me. And I'm going to throw this out there and let's see if you kind of agree with that or not. So we're going to get this uh, up and going uh, today, and uh, that's what's uh, all on uh, the uh, the list. I'll give you a, t- a, r- a complete Masters rundown coming up in the next segment. John Elway is out in Denver. we got to talk about that. Uh, we've got uh, the uh, Spurs in Austin. We'll discuss that and a lot of baseball stuff and some other sports and stuff to get to. Yeah, I don't think you're playing golf today. If you are, you're a real trooper. But as soon as the golf courses get back in shape, which should be by the weekend, if not tomorrow afternoon, the weather gets out of here at some point, the Alamo City Golf Trail is a great place for you to go tee it up. I love to play golf courses that are fun to play where you can shoot low and all of the golf courses on the Alamo City Golf Trail give you that opportunity. And there's no better value for golf anywhere in San Antonio than on the trail. Riverside continues its construction process. It'll be back open in the fall. Played Mission to Lago recently. Loved that golf course. Very great collection of holes and maybe the best layout on the trail. Willow Springs, for some reason, I tend to play well at Willow Springs. Brackenridge has got the tradition. Almas Basin's recently renovated as well. And the venerable courses of Northern Hills and Cedar Creek round out the golf courses on the trail. Plus the par three at the San Pedro Driving Range in par three. And if you go to alamocitygolftrail.com, you can sign up for a membership. All different levels of memberships available on the trail. Find the course and tee time you want to play and tee it up at an Alamo City Golf Trail course today. More, uh, we'll get all the Masters discussion in for you next as we uh, continue. It's 5.15 on the ticket. All righty, we're up and running on the Andy Everett Show. Thank you for spending your commute with uh, with me today and with Sam. Irvin's out today. Hope he gets better and back in the house tomorrow. And so Sam gets to be producer and audio disseminator times two today. Plus, he's working on a podcast and then my podcast. He's a busy dude right now. So if he if he has to to to, to jump out for a second, we're going to let him do that. I'm trying to remember how to do all this, Andy, and it's, it's only uh, been what seven eight weeks. It's only been, weeks. It's been too long, is what I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, it's like riding a bike. You never you never forget. You just take a little bit longer to figure it out. Yeah, but it's been it's been 20 years since I rode a bike, so. <laughs> We'll figure it out. We'll all right. Out. Where's dinner tonight? How about Stoneworks? The best uh, menu in all of the world with all kinds of great things on there that uh, you're going to absolutely love. And uh, I suggest that uh, you uh, you go to Stoneworks. I love the menu at Stoneworks. There's so many things on there that uh, I you can pick from. And so if there's anybody out there that's a little bit picky on what they want, they're going to find something on that menu that they absolutely enjoy and 
I would imagine that uh, if you've got a picky family that can't figure out what they want to eat, this would be the best place in the world to go take them to. Uh, and of course, this is uh, they got all kinds of TVs out there, so it's a great uh, sports weekend. Lots of golf and lots of basketball and all kinds of other stuff to watch, so make sure that uh, you tune in out there while you're uh, enjoying your meal. And at the Rim location on Friday nights from 7 to 11, they have live music, and this week it's Fiesta Friday Night Live to celebrate Fiesta time in San Antonio. There's plenty of locations all kind of uh, around town at San Antonio for, you know, strategically put around town. You got uh, Calabria Commons at 1604 in Calabria. You got the Rim, the Vineyard, and Lincoln Heights. So whenever you have to make a dinner decision, make sure it's Stoneworks. I love the Panko and Parmesan Crusted Red Snapper. Looking forward to trying some of their new items, including the Rotisserie Prime Rib that's available tonight, Friday and Saturday after 5. Stoneworks is the place to go to eat tonight. All right, let's get you caught up on what's happening at the Masters. Um, the big story today, John Rahm double bogeys the first hole, four putts, and then uh, shoots basically nine under the rest of the way to shoot 65. Pretty good uh, pretty good score for uh, for Team Sam, right? Yeah, I was extremely nervous after that. <laughs> after that, after four Jack that double. first hole. Because <laughs> I'm already, I've got the benefit of Mike being down a golfer, but watching Rom implode on the first hole, I thought, well, yeah, there he's goes withdraw. that advantage. <laughs> Zalatoris and Na withdrew from the competition today. Uh, Hovland played great today as well. He shoots 65. Uh, and Brooks Kepka, the uh, best player so far for the Live Golfer contingent, he won the Live event last week in Orlando. He's finally healthy. I saw something today that I didn't think I would ever see from a golfer. You know, the everybody's trying to do something different to kind of spruce up their broadcasts. And the Golf Channel this year, and I think NBC to a certain extent, has mic'd the players from time to time. And I thought, okay, well, you know, it's uh, San Diego, it's uh, Tampa, it's one of these events, and uh, it's a Thursday, and they're playing the the 12th hole. Let's let's hear from the players. And if you get the right player, it's a good it's a good thing. Well, I just saw uh, Max Homa play the 14th hole. With an earpiece in, talking to, to Jim Nance and the crew. You want to hear what it sounded like? I heard some of it. I have it right here. Yeah, I was going to play it during the cave, but we got wrapped up in uh, Zach Collins slander. Th throw a throw a couple of seconds of uh, of Max Homa conver conversation in there. Here on 14, you know where this whole location is. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, first off, I'll just lead with, I just realized people just look at me talking to myself, which is... <laughs> um, but yeah, this green has three insane sections, so you kind of know Joe does a great job of finding where, you know, I can ask him, where, where does the right slope go down? Uh, where's the left edge of the green? Where's the left edge of the middle of the green? Yeah, and they started to lose a bit of connection there. Yeah. Well, but I thought, okay, that's okay in a regular tournament. I never thought we'd see that in a major. It's pretty crazy. When I saw that come down, uh, like I said, I was going to try to play some during the cave because I thought, how did they get any golfer to agree to do that? Well, and, and I, I've always been a, a, an opponent, a, a very negative opponent of the coach interview at the end of the quarter or at the half in a football game. I think they're just, their mind is not on what they're talking. They're not talking to you. They're just saying words. And at some point, they're going to say the wrong words and get in trouble because their mind is on coaching. And that's what they need to be uh, about. Max Homa is one of these very unique guys. It's very outgoing and very stable 
valuable in what he's uh, thinking and doing. And so he's the type of guy that I think can get away with that. There is no way Tiger would ever do that. Tiger wouldn't do it if, if he was playing, you know, putt, he'll do it on the, on the made-for-TV stuff. But he's not going to do it in a regular tournament competition, let alone a major. And I don't think that John Rahm would, and I don't think that there, I think there's a lot of people that would not. And not only does Max Homa have to do it, he's playing with Scotty Scheffler and Sam uh, Bennett, and those two kind of have to be okay with him, you know, talking while he's walking down the fairway. And obviously, he's going to be quiet when those guys are swinging, but. Sometimes that's kind of a little bit weird, but good for Max Homa to do that. Okay, I watched Tiger play a few holes today. He's still hitting the ball well. He hit 13 greens in regulation, so he was pretty good ball striking day for him. But listen, this this is one of the things that, that if you don't play golf, you don't know. And if you do play golf, you certainly understand as you age. The hardest thing to practice for any length of time is putting. Because when you go to the putting green, you're, you're, you're bent over quite a bit more than you are when you hit regular shots. And you hit a shot, and then you walk around, and you hit another shot. But typically, when you practice putting, you're kind of in that hunch for the entire time. And it becomes, a, uh, it becomes kind of difficult on your lower back. And Tiger's got some severe lower back issues that he still deals with. So putting has always been a hard thing for guys as they age to practice a lot. And you could tell he was really rusty putting. His ball striking was pretty good, but his putting was not very good. And he even when he made pars, he had a lot of, uh, a lot of four and five footers that he left himself because his putting wasn't up to par. Um, I got a, a, st a story. Did you see what Harold Varner said? See the Harold Varner discussion? No, educate me. Harold Varner was uh, asked earlier in the week when he got to Augusta, uh, what he thought about the Live golfers uh, saying that uh, they joined Live to help grow the game, and this uh, the I didn't hear his words, but I saw the transcript of it, and of course the transcript was completely bleeped out because there was all kinds of expletives thrown in there, and Harold Varner said, "I'm calling BS on that. They're full of it." They didn't join Live to grow the game. They did it to line their pockets, just like I did. And he goes, I grew up with nothing, and they offered me life-changing money so I could take care of my family and my kids, and they would never want for anything so they wouldn't have to live the way I did. And I don't care if this lasts for a year or for my life. I did what I did for money, and that's the only reason I did it, and it's the only reason anybody else did it. And he said, I'm fine with not playing on the PGA Tour anymore, and I'm fine with not playing in majors if the majors say I can't. I got $25 million in cash in my bank account. End of, end of story. And uh, he threw out a few other expletives and said, these guys want their cake and eat it too. Like, you know, you knew it was going to be bad, like going against the U.S. government. Good luck. So uh, Harold Varner is... The I, I'm still not happy that he did that because I think he could have won on the PGA Tour and made very good money and taken care of his kids for life. But he didn't get an upfront check, and I'm sure he could have gotten sponsors that would have gotten him a good number too. But he took the money, and now he's gonna be, be you know put that in in T bills and in good funds and and uh, retire happily whenever you feel like it. But good for him to actually say what everybody knows. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the best possible way to handle this because trying to convince us it's any other reason is a mute point. And then uh, we got Rory McIlroy, who is a notoriously slow starter at Augusta. 
He's even par for the day. I think he's got one hole left. I think he's actually on 17, and he just hit it left on 17. So he's got some work to do to try to make a, a par or, or better on that score to get his uh, get in the house uh, around even par. But he's going to be seven shots back. The weather's going to roll in to, uh, tonight and tomorrow. Tomorrow is supposed to be a miserable day at Augusta. And I don't even know if they're going to get golf in. We'll see if they get some golf in. They're going to, they're going to get this round in. The weather's going to it looks like it's going to hold off for these guys to finish. There's only a few groups left out on the on the golf course, and I think two o'clock Eastern time was the last tee time, so they should be finishing within the next hour or so to get uh, all that in. So uh, we'll talk with Art Strickland. He's with uh, Art. Uh, Art's a regular on my golf show, and he's at Augusta this week. And uh, we'll ask him some things about what he uh, saw today and what he expects over the weekend uh, when we visit with him coming up at 630. So that's what's happening at Augusta. And now we can get ready for uh, some uh, some golf this uh, the rest of the day. Rahm and Hovland and Kepka. Jason Day is playing really good golf right now as well. And he was one of my sleeper picks yesterday that I told you about. He's five under par. After a 67 today, and Tony Finau may get to four under here in just a little bit. If you are a golfer and you're thinking about new golf clubs, you should go to MK Golf Tech first and get fit. The reason you should get fit is because everybody plays golf differently. You swing at a different speed than I do or your friends do. You're a different size in, in terms of height and weight and how far your hands hang from the ground. All of that is important on what length of golf club you play, what grip you play. Even the loft and lie angles on your clubs are important, and everyone has a different way of playing golf. And if you don't have custom-fit golf clubs, you are going to be at a disadvantage. I get asked all the time, well, I only play you know, once or twice a month. That's 25, 30 times a year, right? Do you care about your score? If you care about your score at all, you should be playing with golf clubs that fit your swing DNA. The fittings start at 100 bucks and go up from there. And the golf clubs aren't going to cost you any more than anywhere else in town, but you're going to know that you've got custom-fit golf clubs in your hand that's uh, your personal touch. So go to mkgolftech.com today and book an appointment online. They are recognized by Golf Digest as the top 100 club fitter in the nation, and they will make sure that uh, you get the right clubs in your hand to play golf. And uh, depending on supply chain, it may take a few weeks to get them to you, but they'll get them to you as fast as possible, and you'll have that brand-new set of clubs in your bag. MKGolfTech.com is the place to call. Well, let's talk some NFL and Tyreek Hill and um, also um, quiet quitting. All that coming up next. It's the Indy Everett Show. It's 529 on the ticket. All right, it's 535 as we continue on Ticket 760. I saw this um, article today about Tyreek Hill and the NFL. And it started me thinking about what you and Mike were talking about yesterday. And then Mike piggybacked the same story onto the quiet quitting talk that you had. Tyree Kill says he's going to play three more years. And then he is going to, uh, then he's going to retire and make a, and create a gaming league. Cause that's what he wants to do. And he doesn't want to play football anymore. And he'll have a whole bunch of money. My first question to him is, is I know he's told the Dolphins, don't try to extend me, but what if they throw so much money at him, it's an offer he can't refuse. My guess is, is he would play a little bit longer. Have you ever seen the Chris Rock uh, stand-up where he talks about the difference between men and women? Yes, but it's been a while. Well, the, the way it is, is he says, women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. And men are, are loved based on what they provide. 
And he says, I got proof of that. Guys, if you get a new girlfriend, uh, the first question that your guy friends ask is, what does she look like? And girls, if they, if they say they've got a new boyfriend, the first question all the girls ask is, what does he do? I'd say that's pretty fair data points. To... <laughs> I'm just quoting Chris Rock. Whether it's true or not, that's for you to decide. But, uh, but that's the Chris Rock uh, stand-up line that's permeated through all kinds of social media over the years. Eh, holds up. That's so, and, and I, I think I judge myself based on what I do because there's been times over the last 30 years where either I had la lack of employment, not enough employment, um, uh, not enough income, all those kind of things. And maybe there's never enough, but I feel better when I'm accomplishing something than when I don't. And as I said earlier in the week, I like what I do with UTSA and this radio show, so it's it's a it's kind of a labor of love. Now I want to get paid accordingly, and I want to, and it is a job. It's not like I can just unless I actually take one of the twenty vacation days I have, I'll be here on on days at five o'clock, uh, and I schedule my day around being here before five o'clock. Uh, you know, pretty much every you know two hundred and thirty days a year. Um, with the week, that's about how many weekdays there are when you back out vacation days and holidays. So, um, I, I think a lot of guys still try to do that. And maybe that, maybe it's a new thing that the younger generations are doing, but I think most people over 45 still kind of feel like their identity is based on who they are, uh, who they are is what they do. Yeah. And I think that's the, I think that's the slow shift of, if you're not doing something that you're extremely passionate about, why commit so much of your life to it? Why are you not doing something that you're extremely passionate about? I think it's really, I think for different people, there are different reasons. I think there's a lot of people that take jobs that are higher paying because they have to support, you know, family or, you know, others that they are you know in uh, responsible for but they might not love that job as much as one that they could take that would pay less but wouldn't put as much food on the table that's that's that, that that's fair uh, i can and i can see that there's see, like, a, i know for yeah. me there you know if it wasn't for the roommate there is no way i would have been able to uh, toil away as a part-time radio employee for as long as I did to even get to this position. But I don't think you can be great at anything unless you like it. I think that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair. But I also don't think, why do you have to be great if at a job you're not passionate about? Correct. I understand that. But but I think if you're if you do find a job that you are passionate about, you can be great about it. Yeah, I... Whether it's you know the best lawyer in town, you have to love being a lawyer. If it's the best detective in town, you have to love the actual minutia of the work. Um, there are people, you know, I've been asked this question for years. How do I prepare for a UTSA football or basketball game? And I said I started in 2008 with UTS, 2007, 2008 season with UTSA for basketball, in 2011 with football. And every day is a is a prep is a prep day. If I read it, I try to retain it so that I can use it at some point. And you know, Mike talked about he prepares for the talk show four hours before or three hours before he goes on the air every day and doesn't necessarily worry about it the night before. 
I, I don't worry about it the night before, but if something I see on TV or something I see uh, on a on a sports website or I'm watching a game or whatever, if that becomes a topic, I jot that down so I can talk about it the next day. Yeah, I think that's the... I think the biggest part of it is finding that balance of you know not taking away from your leisure time but also taking care of what you need to take care of if that only takes you four hours or if that means you're rolling over. In the, I mean, there's been many nights where I've either been laying in bed or been asleep and woke up and you know I have a notepad right next to the, to the bed in case there's something I... I mean, with, with the... As much as we talk about dreams on Mike's show, if I have a crazy dream and I wake <laughs> you better up... better write it down because you'll forget it otherwise. It's exactly what happens, Andy. <laughs> like the other... A couple of weeks ago when I was dreaming about being chased by the Sicario, uh, the cartel hitman, <laughs> I woke up from... In a pouring sweat in the middle of the night and the first thing I did was reach for my notebook and wrote it down so I would remember to tell him about it the next yeah, day. Yeah, I've got the I got notes the notes segment on my phone. I just type in a few things on the on the notes segment. Ah, see, so. I'm I'm too much of an old soul. I've got this giant <laughs> you know, Mike talked about earlier how he doesn't keep any of his run sheets. I've got all of his run sheets right here, segment by segment in this well, notebook. See, I have I have an issue with penmanship. So if if I write something down, chances are I won't be able to read it, let alone someone else. That's because fair. I could the one thing I could I could pass for is an MD by writing script because you can't read that either, you know. Uh, and so I don't do anything that's not typed out. The only thing that I um, when I'm doing highlights for a football game, I'll put uh, I'll I'll track I'll track it on a recorder, and I know where the track mark is. And I'll put touchdown Frank Harris seven nothing, and that's all it is. There's and, I, and the rest of it I just can remember whatever ever I do that I don't even know, but um, but uh, I don't. I, all my run sheets are typed out, and I have to save them so I don't lose them. So I think I've got every one every run sheet I've done so far since you know January what is it fifteenth or sixteenth when we started this, um, and and so my run sheets are saved, but I don't necessarily ever go back and look at them again. They're just Maybe in six months, I'll delete some of them to save space on the drive. Yeah, I mean, most of the time, I use them mainly if I'm trying to find a clip. Like, I know we talked about something three weeks ago, but I can't remember, you know, when it was. Or, you know, I'll just go back and look at my notes. Or I've had multiple, you know, like when we do the Red Kettle segments around Christmas time for the Salvation Army so you can make sure you get the Dave South segments in? That's correct, yeah. And I can make sure that the guy who bought the Dave South segment, uh, make sure I can tell him exactly when we did that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So um, what do you make of uh, uh, of Tyreek Hill not wanting to play football beyond three more years? I don't think he's that beat up. I, I, again, do you like playing football, and are you good enough to do it? And that's what keeps Brett uh, kept Brett Favre from doing it, or made Brett Favre keep doing it. It's what makes Aaron Rodgers want to still do it. It's what motivated Tom Brady. They woke up and they're like, "I like playing football. I'm really good at it. Nobody's better than me, and they're going to pay me X million dollars." Yeah, it's the Tyreek one. To put it out there this early, it almost feels like it's a 
a negotiation ploy to try to get a restructure where they say, oh, well, well, we'll what just if we give had, you five years instead of three. That's exactly right. What if we <laughs> add two years to that and bump up your average annual salary? Uh, would you be willing? Yeah, I, of course he would. Of course he would. Because it beats working at Sears or well, playing video games. Well, with as much money as he's made already, I don't think he'll be employed by Sears anytime <laughs> soon. But I do, more than any other sport, when a football player says something like that, I, I do give it more credence. I mean, if a basketball player comes yeah. out and says that at 28 and says, I'm going to be done when I'm 30, I think that's, I, I think that's more hot air than when a uh, you know player of the most violent sport we have here, a violent team sport, I should say. Uh, I, I do at least give him a little bit more benefit of the doubt that he might be serious. No one other than Tyreek Ty 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 Kill knows what it's like to get hit across the middle and how his body feels after every game. And that exactly. I understand, and I can see why he might want to go play video games if uh, if he's feeling uh, like he's got hit too many times. Yeah, the Madden hit stick uh, is way less of a physical toll on your body. <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you, you might get carpal tunnel, but that's about it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that trade off. <laughs> All right. All right. If you want some fresh fish, head to Groomers, whether it's uh, later to, uh, tomorrow, because they're closed now, but they'll be open tomorrow morning and they'll be open on Saturday from 9 to 1. And Groomers is the best place uh, in San Antonio to get fresh fish. If you got a party coming up and you need some crawfish or some shrimp, they have what? We had a party here last week and they supplied our crawfish and shrimp. And I was at the Texas Open, so I didn't get to see it, but I am told it was an awesome feast here at the uh, at, at iHeart. Crawfish boils, shrimp boils, fresh fish, however you, whatever you need, they've got it, and if you need to have some help learning how to cook your fish, they'll give you step-by-step -step directions on what to do and how to prepare it great. They get shellfish and fish from all over the world, Alaska, from Canada, even from Europe. Um, I'm told they have something called uh, Scottish salmon when it's in season. I don't know if they've got Scotland salmon in season when I go to Scotland, but maybe I'll try it out when I get there if I do. And But if I, if I wanted it in San Antonio, it's coming here as soon as they got it. If you love fish, you need to go to Groomers. And all you got to do is go on their website and look at all their products. Give them a call at 377-0951, 377-0951. They do deliver, or you can go pick up. It's Groomers Seafood. Make it part of your food shopping experience all the time. 546, the Andy Everett Show on the ticket. Now we're talking. I figured this would get you back. Yeah, this, this will work. This is definitely on the Andy Everett playlist. Nothing wrong with Jay Giles band. Absolutely not. All right, uh, it is uh, 5.52, about five minutes left in this segment today, so time for some baseball discussion. We have uh, talked about uh, all kinds of uh, rules changes this year. But we had a first yesterday, and I'm not really sure that anybody understood what happened except the umpire. Nobody got thrown out of the game for this. But Jeff McNeil was at bat for the um, the Mets, and um, uh, Pete Alonso was on first, and he took off for second base, and it was a foul ball. Well, the rule says is that the pitch clock doesn't start till the runner gets back into position at first base and the defense is set. Well, apparently, uh, home plate umpire thought that Pete Alonso was lallygagging his way back to first base and started the pitch clock before he got back to first base. And the pitch clock expired. And so Jeff McNeil got strike two. Now, Jeff McNeil didn't understand why it was strike two. He said 
he was making his way back to first base, but not at a pace that the umpire liked. Is that going to be a subjective call from the umpire as to how quickly somebody gets back to base? And when do we start the pitch clock? I mean, what I'm hearing is umpires have found a way once again to implement themselves into the game because all of the people in the crowd <laughs> came to watch them umpire a baseball they did. game. Yes, of course they did because they're part of the show, right? Well, uh, here's something that you got to keep in mind about hitters. And Jeff McNeil's a pretty good one for the Mets. They never, ever, 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 no matter what the score is, take an at-bat off. Because almost every one of them have an incentive in their contract that they get bonuses for hits and, and batting average and on-base percentage and plate appearances and how many times in a season they reach base. I don't care if the game is 17-1 to 1 and there's two outs in the ninth. If you're up to bat, you're trying to get a hit. And it, and the game lasted is is gone on for its seventh hour. You don't care. You're up there to hit, and that's why you never you never see um, people always talk about. Well, base dealers shouldn't steal when there's a big lead, and maybe there's an unwritten rule for that. But most importantly, is these athletes are being paid based on their performance, and their next contract is often based on their performance. And if they have a kicker clause that says that they get X amount of dollars if they hit two ninety. And they hit 289, but in a game in July they took an at bat off. Or I don't, I don't, I didn't look to see if Jeff McNeil made an out. But now he had one last strike to deal with. If he made an out yesterday, he's protecting the plate with two strikes, where he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to swing at a borderline pitch when it is stri only strike one. So um, you got to be aware that hitters are always going to argue that because. They want to get their hits and get as many chances to get hits as possible. And there needs to be some kind of a more uniform way for the pitch clock to start on how quickly a batter should be, a runner should be expected to get back to, to base on a foul ball. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think this is going to be a learning process for everybody. And the umpire's probably at the top of that pyramid. Yeah, and, and to have some leniency and to go, okay, guys, let's speed it up. I'm going to start the pitch clock in five, four, three, two. Okay, go. Now you're, now you're back to first base. And I think the more repetitions everybody gets, it will start to become more rhythmic. And, and unless you just have a umpire that, want, again, wants to make it about himself. Of course. And show up a base runner for not getting... I would, I would love to see the umpires uh, run the bases as fast as a baseball player, full out like that, and then uh, sprint equal speed back to the base. Because that's I bet not going to happen. They got to catch their breath because they may want to steal again. Exactly. All right, uh, we had Fernando Tati uh, or um, yeah Tatis Jr. Uh, yesterday uh, in um, in Sacramento, and uh, I think that he uh, the pitcher for um, this. Um, I guess for Sacramento, Cade McClure called him out the cheater who was playing in the game because of a steroid suspension after he launched one about 600 feet. And win a few games in the bigs, Rook, before... Before, before you start start criticizing an all-star. Yeah, and spell that, your name with a C and not a K. That, well, that was his parents' decision. Uh, and uh, make always sure, change it. And make sure that uh, you, uh, you applaud him when he's playing in San Diego in two weeks. All right, let's talk some Spurs in Austin next. It's uh, 5.57 on the ticket.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.